Yo, 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 what up? Welcome back to another episode of Wine and Weed Wednesday. As always, shoot us an email, mitch.wineandweed at gmail.com. Caitlin, C-A-I-T-L-I-N dot wineandweed at gmail.com. Send us some shit. Send us something. Like, subscribe. This week we talk about some shit, man. Get ready. But without further ado, enjoy this shit. Attention, Warning. The following podcast is performed by two highly skilled badass, professional, woke as fuck. Mm, debatable. Idiots? Also debatable. Not all comments are meant to be taken seriously. But some definitely are, so figure it the fuck out. And if you offend easily, kindly fuck off. But for the rest of you cunts, enjoy. Hey, you don't need to be mean to me. I wasn't being mean to mean. Alexa, volume three. God damn you, not that. I'm trying to adjust the volume on my phone. It's all the way up. Never more. It wasn't being mean, it was just being honest. Your voice was a little scratchy. Well, I get some phlegm in there. Okay, well, yeah. It's like hay fever season, which you guys call allergies. Yeah, yeah we'll do it. <sighs> nice. So you're dealing so with that. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, stuffy. Call your stuff. Stuff a lot, I guess. What's been going on with you? Oh, shit. You here last week. Alexa, point three. Jeez, I already told that bitch once. Um, did you hear about Utah? Um, oh, I don't think so. Well, it's just kind of interesting. There was Utah passed a law saying all adult sites have to have an age verification at the entry of the site. And Pornhub is apparently vehemently against that. Vehemously. Vehemently against that. And they said, oh, yeah, well, we're just going to ban the state of Utah then. So all those weird sexually pent-up Mormons are now being deprived of Pornhub. Basically, oh. what I'm saying, you can well, expect because they have the thing is that to rise in Utah. The difficult thing is because there's so much repression, like it can cause like people to have like real issues because it's like so. Like there's a huge, huge, huge prescription pill issue in the Mormon community because you're not allowed to drink. But the doctor prescribed you this, right? And it's almost like 
you shouldn't be watching porn, but you're not having sex with women, right? And you can't until you're married. So it's like you overcompensate. Maybe I don't know. It's crazy. Um, apparently, well, see, I didn't. According to the little snippet video that I had watched that the Pornhub released about them banning Utah, was saying that these age restriction things actually um, like draw children to these sites and it puts their users at risk of fraud and I don't know the data supporting any of that but I do find it interesting that I mean is it like is that the reason or is there some other weird reason why you're really against it well it's probably could be two things can be true at once you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got me there. You could have what that is known as ulterior motives. Ulterior motives. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I learned today about a very apparent, very famous person that I had never heard of, and like. I doubt anybody listening, unless they're from Australia, knows this guy. But apparently, this guy was so popular that one in eight people in the world watched his funeral when it was televised. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. Do you know which Australian I'm talking about? The male. Um, I think he died in 2001. I could look it up. I should have wrote it down. This whole trivia was very spur of the moment, though, so. No? No guesses what, yet? What question? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Tell me what who this done. famous person was. Who was it? Well, he's, it's, I, that's what I'm asking you. He's an Australian. Well, and so uh, I didn't know that you knew. What? And he's dead. He's, uh, yeah, I Steve think he died Irwin. in 2001. No, I know Steve Irwin. Everybody knows Steve Irwin. He's more of like a one in four guy, I think. If his funeral was televised, it's more of like a, I, you know, like everybody knows Steve Irwin. This guy, I doubt anybody in America, like, you know, a large percentage, most of us never heard of this guy. But he's so insanely popular that Enough people around the world are into this. He's a, he, was a, he was a professional athlete. A professional athlete who is dead from Australia. I give you a hint that might like just tip it over the edge. An this sport that he was famous for playing is known to last multiple days. He's a cricket player. Wow! Yeah, international audience. But there's a lot of cricket players. This guy was famous, like everybody knew oh, him. Um, he's uh the the Brad uh, the Don the Don oh, his name Don Bradman. Don Bradley. 
Don Bradman, the biggest cricketer to have ever lived. He, let me tell you about Don Bradman. He was, first of all, knighted by the Queen. So he's Sir Donald Bradman, a.k.a. the Don. Australian international cricketer, wildly acknowledged as the greatest batsman of all time. His cricketing success has been claimed by Shane Warne, amongst others, to make Bradman the greatest sports person in history. Born 1908, died 2001 in Kensington Park. Um, and he was the first person to... Um, he, he averaged 100 runs every game, which is unheard of. Wait, you said he died in 2001? Yes. So did Shane Warne. That's who I was talking about. Shane Warne's dead? Yeah, he died. I thought he what? died in 2001, but apparently it wasn't that, wasn't it? He was dating an um, American model. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, fuck, what was her name? Yeah, he was like the Brad Pitt of cricket. Yeah, everyone loves Shane Warne. And then he got done later on for taking diuretics. And he's like, I was trying to get rid of my double chin because he was like getting old and fat. Uh, March 2022 in Thailand. Warren played a right-arm leg spin bowler and a right-handed batsman for Victoria, Hampshire in Australia, one of the greatest bowlers in history. Let's see what he died of. Coronary artery atheroscleriosis. What do you think he's doing in Thailand dying of a heart attack? Oh, he's fucking banging hookers for sure. There's some drugs involved. But, you know, here's my thing. It's like it's the North Pole. Well, I wouldn't do drugs in Thailand. I'd get the hookers. But it is punishable by death, and they do it quite often. They execute lots of Australians who go over there to party. They do it as a point. And um, I know someone whose twin brother was executed there. It's a big story at the time. Um... What? Yeah. It's like, I wouldn't do drugs in Thailand. No, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't but, do um, kids. I mean, just don't do drugs. You also can be hookers in Thailand. Because they don't call it bang tunt, baby. Whoa! Throwing movie quotes out there. It's, that's good. I felt good. Maybe feel good. Well, there you go. Shane Warne, dead. Yeah, I learned a little, a little about that. He was dating Liz Hurley. Oh, that's right. But she's not American, isn't she English? But she's an American uh, actress. Well, she's not really an American. Had, uh, he was engaged to Elizabeth Hurley. Holy moly. Oh, you said an American model. Was Hurley a model, too? Well, hold on. Let's check his entire dating history. Hold on. And another learn, uh, another learned. I learned another kind of interesting thing about the bag of green hats. You know those I'm talking no. about? No. Cricket players in their baggy green hats. Oh yeah, what about them? They literally like those cricket. They they only get one forever. That's it. They give one to one person. Like, you can obviously go buy fake ones, but like back in the day, like, those were, they would give the play, they would get one 
their entire career. Mm, why? They're just like famously tattered and like destroyed and very coveted. I don't know why, but I thought that was interesting that they did that. Yeah, that is interesting. Cricket games can go for a month. Yeah, because they're like multiple. Well, now they've changed the rules now. No, they have, they have not changed the rules. It's just that most cricket games are like a 2020 test or something, or they set a new limit on it. But no, uh, like the Boxing Day test, I think they do every year, is just like, let's see how long it takes. And it's Australia versus India, I think, every year. And it's just, we just had Christmas, everyone fucking hunker down for a week of drinking while we watch people meander around the lawn slowly. Wouldn't you get tired of watching it? No one watches it. I mean, the, I don't watch it. I've never watched cricket because it is so slow. But it is a big event. Like, you go to the cricket and you get sloshed. Like, men go to the cricket. It's a whole day event. It's like going fishing. You go to the cricket. You know, like, because it's eight hours. Uh, yeah. That's, that's how you know your country is are full of, like, professional drinkers. Oh, yeah. You know, America, we can only handle a couple hours sport. And then we get a little too rowdy. Yeah, we've got to calm you guys down. Gotta get the fuck out of here. Crowd's screaming for blood. It's a WNBA game. Not even seasonal. It's a preseason. Yeah. Why is hay fever treating you? What? What's up with hay fever? Well, what are you allergic to? I'm not allergic to anything. I just was like, my eyes are a little bit watery this morning. You're obviously allergic to some chips. Please. I love you. I mean, I didn't mean to say that. I was trying to text that to Ty. I'm trying to do two things at once, and you know what? I should not. fucking annoying. I know. You can multitask and have a decent conversation. I know you think you can, but you can't. Nobody can. Nobody can. How, how much have you... Uh, Looked at the Menendez brothers in the last week. Menendez brothers? Yeah. Zero. Fuck, okay. I've been watching a lot more testimony. But you know what? Um, I've also been looking at like weird conspiracies, not weird conspiracy theories, but just um, a lot of Joe Rogan clips on TikTok. And, like a lot of the. I'm in Egypt, I'm in, you know, I'm in the cheese caves of Missouri, I'm in some, like, underground lanes, you know? Cheese caves of Missouri? Wisconsin's you don't know about the cheese caves? Wisconsin's the cheese state, miss. I think you're confused. Oh, that's where it is, Wisconsin or something. I don't know what a cheese cave is, but it sounds awesome. Well, in... In the 1970s, Americans stopped consuming so much dairy because this is when the low-fat message came in. And so, like, their relationship with dairy wildly changed. 
weird. And, um, and so the dairy farmers were like, fuck. And who was the president at the time? Reagan? In the 70s? 70s. Don't fucking ask me that. Make me look stupid on our own show. Oh, come on, mate. Would have been somebody else. Nixon. I was gonna say Nixon, but I was worried I was gonna sound stupid because I'm like, I don't remember when Watergate was or nothing. <laughs> All right, so Nick Nixon's in power and the farmers say, Nixon, we are we're gonna like we're fucked here, basically. People aren't buying our stuff. And he says, Don't worry, we will guarantee we not only will we subsidize dairy, like they subsidize corn, but we promise and put into writing that any excess that cannot be sold, the government will buy off you. So you don't worry, we got your farmers, dairy farmers. Because you know what is funny is the most anti-government handout people in the world are the farmers who literally just make their entire existence of government handout. All of you corn farmers in Nebraska who won't allow people to have health care, like your entire income is dependent on the government being like, we'll pay you even though no one wants this because good, good try on growing it, guys. Like it's fucking retarded. But we, I digress. It's way off base, but okay. There's no fact checkers on our show here. So <laughs> what I'm saying is... Yes, uh, subsidies are... They're subsidizing, and then on top of that, they promise to buy anything that doesn't get See. So the dairy farmers... Um, so the farmers, they um, ramped up production because they're guaranteed sales. You know what I mean? So the farmers go, well, now we got guaranteed buyers. So, so let's make 10 things instead of six. More. Yeah. But there had there was no clauses in there like okay so we need to be able to see a recent production rate for the last five ten years, and you can't up it, right? I mean, isn't that wouldn't that be a common sense clause into that bill for subsidies? Like, this is what you were producing and you were getting by. Now that right, you that would make sense. The but they didn't do that. Right? They didn't do that. They didn't do that. Go figure, so, you fucking media. So by 1977, they had 500 million pounds of excess cheese that the government owned that they needed to store. Cheesecakes. Hello, cheesecakes, right? Enter cheesecakes. <laughs> so they Love have these cheese. limestone uh, caves under the ground. And they have, it's just above freezing temperature and they have all of this cheese stored down in these caves. Now, it started at 500 million and then within 10 years, it started to like, the the cheese was going to go off, even though it's like kept in like good conditions. It's like can only last so long. So they um, approved that the government cheese in... um, 
handouts and things. So, you know, that orange block cheese that you see and it says the term government cheese. Um, yeah. That's where that comes that was, from. Yeah, that was part of some kids' staples, okay? Yeah, and so there was at that point um, five pounds of cheese for every American and they had to get rid of it, so they did that. And um, now... It was cave cheese. Cave cheese. And now they have 1.4 billion pounds of cheese in the caves. And Americans' relationship with dairy in the last five years has even further changed because everyone's drinking oat milk and there's a lot less dairy being consumed even than five years ago. And production has not shown any signs of scaling back. And so we're sort of in a bit of a cheese crisis. And so thank you, TikTok, for bringing it um, to our attention. Not a cheese crisis. It sounds more like a cheese surplus. Right. So it's like some of it's like 30-year-old cheese. Like this whole thing was so dumb. Like what are we going to do with all this fucking cheese we just watch it let's see what happens (laughs) you know what what happens of what is it 1.5 billion pounds of cheese in a cave i don't know either but we're gonna fucking find out like that's pretty wild hey same who's like what are we gonna do with all this cheese and one dude's like i got a cave we can just start throwing it in there it's cold as fuck down there. Henry, that is the best idea I've heard all day. So I just, um, yeah, I can't believe you don't know about the cheese case. And did you ever receive government cheese as a child? I'd like to know how far and why this handout went. And did you get some orange cheese? Well... I remember eating that block of cheese at my grandparents' house. They'd have like a one of those wire cheese slicers. It's like predetermined thickness. And you just I remember slicing off hunks of cheese. Well, I didn't realize it was cave cheese at the time, obviously. But I don't I don't ever remember any government cheese at my parents' house. Well, mm, but well, there you go. I, I have there was no government at, cheese for you. Well, I get I would have ate government cheese at my grandparents' house. I was saying I remember slicing some of that cave cheese off. But yeah, I didn't. It's so weird. The packet. Why a cave? Naturally cold, so they don't have to pay for refrigeration. It's- I guess. I don't know why they picked the caves. If you see the caves in the video, they look, they've certainly put in concrete floors, but they look naturally occurring. Like they had come across these limestone caves and it's just like, oh, great. This is where we'll put it. I don't think they built them. The cheese is just a front. That's where we hold all of our real arms. Like the alien stuff that we don't want anyone to know about. Yeah. Yeah. Who's gonna go looking in 1.5 billion pounds of moldy cheese, 30-year-old cheese? Nobody. 
No, but you're right. There probably is a lot of dark secrets. <laughs> but there's people who work, like, there's workers in there every day. They're driving around forklifts, they're delivering cheeses to schools. It seems like it's a whole operation they got going down there. And the fact that no one knows about it is wild. Like, there's this entire, like, there's so many workers there. It's like, what? <laughs> it's. Maybe it's kind of an interesting indicator as to how just because we're all connected and we all have this vast information, how things can still be hidden if there, you know what I mean? Like by drawing attention elsewhere and burying things like just because you have access to the information doesn't mean you can get to it. You know what I mean? Right. That's true. That's true. Distracted over other stuff and always jumping through hoops. The 24 hour news circuit. Nobody's got time to just go be like, Have you heard of the cheese caves? <laughs> yeah, I know. No, no one's got time no. for the cheese. But have you heard about the current fucking whatever shooting over here? Fucking, uh, did you hear we're worried about going into another recession? Always fear mongering. I wish we had East Cape research time. I know. I wish we had East Cape research time too. Area 51, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I've been watching a lot of that stuff too. Do you think that's more like alien related or is it just like government secret related? I think it's both. It's both. Did you see Tucker Carlson on the Full Send podcast? No. It was like the first time he was making a lot of sense. Because <laughs> he wasn't attached, affiliated to anything? Yeah, it was wild. Okay. I was like, oh, like I like was listening like. Oh, my God. It does have Very, a I was like, okay, so. And he was talking about like his wake up moment of like, oh, like I don't like I'm just sharing a story here and it's with any of the new like it doesn't matter which side you're on right obviously yeah, i'm not yeah. a huge Tucker Carlson fan, but um it was yeah. a good fucking interview and i'm like like i think i might become it depends where he uh where he takes this in what sort of a direction but uh i think i might be a budding Tucker Carlson fan. wow you know I like when people show a surprising amount of depth. When you're listening, you're like, huh, so you do have something between those ears, don't you? I like that. Or when you can find some commonality. Alexa, thinking I'm talking to her. No, it's fun. Yeah. I don't know really anything about Tucker Carlson. You know, I don't I don't watch that circus. But I am guessing he is a or was a right-leaning political pundit. Isn't that the correct terminology? Yes. Pundit? I don't know if pundit's it, but I'm, you know, sure. <laughs> Most of my terminology and verbiage is a little muddy. (laughs) 
I'll get you most of the way there. You're going to have to find your way all the way. Yeah. Learned about another interesting Australian recently. Oh, yeah? Hold on two seconds. I will hold on for more than two seconds. Okay, tell me about the Australian thing you learned. Wow. Hmm? Um, this dude, Ivan Malaf, you heard about him? Yeah, oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. Ivan, mm-hmm. tell me what you know. What do I know? Yeah. I know that he was born... And died on the same day of the month. Born on the 27th day of December, 1944. And he died on the 27th day of October. Mm-hmm. Or 1844 and then 1919 or whatever. No, no, 2019. The dude was weird. He was weird, yes. Abducted, assaulted, robbed, and murdered what two women or two men and five women from eighty-nine to ninety-two. Um have you seen the movie Wolf Creek? I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. I need to see that apparently. Is it just based off what he I mean, he was just kind of like a classic example of what they would do. I mean, his MO, you know, hitchhikers, people along the highway, offering them a ride. Like, that is like the MO of the... He's taking a page out of like the 60s, 70s American serial killers. Yeah. Other ones I find interesting are like... The ones in old Europe, or the like, um, the fuck, the vampire of somewhere Eastern Europe, Amsterdam in that area, maybe. But oh my god, like it's just weird. Like, as it, it makes sense, like just because there's a war going on, like serial killers still got to kill, right? And probably just like would have been insanely easy for them at the time. I think there was a butcher, I think he was from Poland, that would sell human meat to his neighbors and everyone, and that's like how he made ends meet, is telling people it was pork. That, I don't know, blows my mind a little bit. That's pretty gross. Yeah. uh, That Ivan Milat. He they liked just, to torture old Ivan, and he didn't like his judge. He cut off his middle finger and sent it to the judge when he was uh, when he was declined um, parole. <laughs> he did what? He cut off his middle finger and put it in the post to the, to his judge, who said, "No, oh, you can't, you can't go for parole." 
Oh yeah, dude, that dude had oh fuck, that's right. He had that huge ass hunting knife. And he would like his victims, they were found with like their fucking spines like cut in half and shit. Like that was another thing he liked to do, would be like paralyze them. Fucking crazy. And like his some of his victims, they were like it just like weird sadistic shit along with like multiple stabs and like severing the spines. A lot of his victims were like used as like almost like target practice and they were like shot in the head multiple times and shit. Hmm. I don't know about this. That was his deal. That's not a knife. This is a knife. That type of shit. Yeah, he did like, yeah, he did like but the, you know how we got caught? What? You know how we got caught? How did so we like, get caught? Well, they would find, so like, they would find the, they found his bodies. They started finding them in like 92, I think. Mm-hmm. From his like 89 to 90. Like, they think he probably, I mean, then he had to have murdered way more people. But. Oh, yeah. They started finding them in 92, and they would be like, oh, they found this person, and then, but this garment didn't belong to this person, but they looked a little in the area, and they found another body, and then it would be like stuff like that. Then in another area of the same park, they'd be like, oh, shit, you know, like state park, you know, huge, huge park for it, national forest. What was the forest? Belango? Well, I don't know. There's a whole the whole center of the country's national forest. Well, it's around the New South Wales area on the Hume Highway. B E L A N G L O. I don't fucking know. Well, you're from that place, okay? Well, it's oh, like, that's like saying, oh, what's that forest called in New Jersey? You know the one that's on the turnpike. Yeah, the. God, I wish I had a New Jersey name. <laughs> John Henry Forrest. Everyone knows about that. Oh, God. But apparently, one of his victims got away in 1990. Dude went to the police, gave him all this information. They didn't do anything with it? Australia's finest couldn't couldn't figure it out. But But we also err on the side of criminals, don't we? uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) Just know how... Sensitive. Like, oh, what? You go to the police and they're like, so you're being a rat? They like lock you up. They're like, we don't fuck off. We don't like your kind here. This is the prison, bitch. Yeah. You want to go to prison on, at the prison. A prison within a prison, okay? Because I thought living here was bad enough, but apparently you want, you fucking masochistic son of a bitch. You stay Son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, this dude escaped in 90, and it wasn't till 93 that he went back in and was like, yeah, this is the dude that did it. Like, they were kind of on to the lad at that time. But then they go back, like, oh, yeah, all this information you gave us, like, yep, this all points to him. That's crazy. Oh yeah. His middle finger.
what else have I learned about Australia as of recent? Like, I've been, oh, just watching a uh, nature show. Yeah. On, uh, was it National Geographic, maybe? Something like that. But they're on, me and the we were watching that, and it was on the Great Barrier Reef. Mm-hmm. Which is cool in itself. And it's, it's fun, like, relearning stuff that you, you learned when you were a kid. Like, I had no, I, I knew it was coral, but, like, you know, how coral grow and, you know, how it expands on itself and what the ocean, you know, like, the minutia of all of that. It's fun. Yeah. Shit like that. And then you go back and learn about new things like the cone snail. Mm-hmm. Now, if you got a phone handy, you Google a cone snail and watch one of those things eat. And it's like straight out of a sci-fi horror movie. Okay. That poor, poor fish. So, you know, those fish, they got to like sleep. And they just kind of hover in a place that they think is safe for a while and sleep. You know, everything sleeps. Well, yeah. this cone snail will go up like it kind of looks like a sea, you know, a sea cucumber kind of. And it'll go up to it and it'll it's open its mouth and it'll just start. It it looks like the vase Demi Moore was making in Ghost. You know, it's like ceramics where the mouth just starts yeah, opening yeah, yeah. wider and wider, and you're like, "What the fuck? This thing's getting huge!" And it releases like a neurotoxin or something that paralyzes the fish as it's sleeping. So, like, the fish doesn't know, realize the snail is slowly creeping up on him. And then once the snail realizes he's got a fish, then he starts opening his mouth, releases this gas or not gas, but whatever type of poison thing that like paralyzes the fish so he can swallow and it just basically just opens up and covers this fish and as he's swallowing that he's getting the fish down and deep down inside that thing he's got a huge poisonous barb that he sticks the fish with after he's like enveloped the fish and just watching that I'm like that's Think of that on like a human scale. How terrifying that would be. This thing opening up big enough to swallow you whole. And then as you're getting sucked into this thing and you can't move because you're paralyzed, you see this, you're heading to this huge poisonous barb that's going to stick you and end you. Invasion of the body snatchers or something. Oh my god. Oh, that's a horror hey, movie I just haven't hey, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. What? I have to run into a meeting quickly, so let's I know it's on now, but let's hang this up, call each other for five minutes to name it, and then because you we did a different time, so that's not my fault. But um I'll play on WhatsApp. Boys, six six PM. I don't well maybe at another fucking time change. Who knows? Well Whoa. Did you did you have another time change? Get the fuck out of here with that attitude. Do I deserve that? I don't think no. so. <laughs> no, you don't. All right. Okay. It's been, and it's been fun. Like. Hey, I'm back. Cool. Metal.